All right, race fans, it's Wednesday night, and it's time for Joe Dirt and Billy the Kid because it's Dirt World time. Take it away, guys. Thank you so much, Jack, and welcome, everybody, to Dirt World on RealRacingUSA.com with Billy the Kid. My name is Joe Dirt. Certainly a pleasure to be with you here tonight. Thank you for having us all in for tonight's program. Tonight, another great lineup of guests from the world of dirt racing. The, uh, of course, World of Outlaw champion and three-time consecutive Knoxville Nationals champion in the Tony Stewart Motorsports Sprint Car Course, Donnie Schatz, will join us tonight. Plus, one-third of the Illinois bad boys from Milledgeville, Illinois, the driver of the 32D, the Super Calf Ranch's pro-powered rocket. Ladies and gentlemen, he picked up 50 grand Saturday night in the Lucas Oil 8 Model Series, North-South 100, Darren the Thriller Miller. Billy, our promise is being kept every week. Yeah, we're coming off the turn two right now and actually going down the back straightaway, about to take the green, uh, keep going green for lap number two of what we feel like could be a million-mile or a million-lap marathon. But And then, like you said, it's another big show, We and we bring big things, or we try to bring big things every week, and that's our goal here. But, you know, starting next week, we talked about doing something different, and we want the local people to understand we want to, we want to include them. We were just trying to get things gathered up how we want to do it because there is a lot of shows going on right now, so a lot of people are being a lot of local people are in the, are in the spotlight every week. I mean, we know we do a show on Monday night, and we always have local racers on it. But me and Joe's come up with an idea, and we're going to call it the local dirt driver. Get that right. This is Dirt World. It will be the local dirt driver spotlight. What we want you to do is, if you're a local driver, we want you to send us your information. Or if you're a local driver's favorite fan, we want you to send us the information on a driver to dirtworldshow at yahoo.com, which is our email address. And we will, once a week, pick out the emails, and we will talk about one local dirt racer. What we want you to include is the career, the career stats, the sponsors, and probably a most unique moment behind the race car. Uh, later on down the line, we'll probably do some interviews with some of these drivers and, and, and talk about it. But um, covering the, the, the weekend racing this week, not a whole lot of stuff going on. Like you said, Saturday night, the North-South 100, that's a big race every year. One of the majors for the late models. This Saturday night, another big race, the the topless 100 at Batesville, Arkansas. That's another one. And then, uh, you know, talking about Saturday night at the Knoxville Nationals, Donnie Schatz, what a show, three in a row for him. And don't forget, talking about upcoming events this weekend, the World of Outlaws late models, they will be back in action. Screvin Screvin Motor Speedway up in Georgia, a little track that you visited, uh, very unique layout there. Old Red does a good job up there, but... uh, Eshelman and the gang already making the trip up there from Alabama, so they'll be back in action Saturday night. Well, I'll tell you, man, if you've never been to Screvin, and I, and, I, and I don't want to tell you this to take away from either you're going to go to Volusia because Ocala, we're not racing on this week. We're off three weeks in a row, but if, you ta- if you're going to go to Screvin this Saturday night, it's well worth the trip. I've been there a couple of times, and it's the most unique place, and, and I know I've talked about it so much. You pull up to the gate. They have a little building set between two roads. You pull up there, the lady says, how many? You tell her how many, she tells you a price. There's three people. It's usually twenty bucks, twenty-five bucks, maybe this weekend to get in. When they, you go anywhere you want between all the fences, they have a drag strip. They also have, they have, like I said, they have the the dirt track. You can go sit in the grandstand. You can walk around to the pit area. You can drive around to the pit area. You can do whatever you want. You can walk back and forth from the drag strip to the to the dirt track. That's what I do. I usually go to the drag strip. They usually have some heavy hitters there. And Red has this big concession stand right in the middle. It's huge, and he's got really great food. And, Red is an ordinary, he's, he's out of ordinary, he's a nice guy, he's superb, he's got one well of a facility there, and if you can make it there Saturday night, that's going to be a show to see. Billy, you are indeed a kid, but you're not too young to remember drive-in movies, so that's what it kind of reminds me of, exactly you know, you right. just pay by the carload, so to speak, and uh, so many racetracks up throughout the uh, uh, eastern seaboard, throughout the uh, Smoky Mountains, of course, Tennessee, Georgia, 
they offer that kind of seating. Of course, you uh, spent some time uh, up in Tennessee just last year. Uh, you had like a drive-in seating area. Right. Smoky Mountain Speedway does it. These are the things, that, and even Volusia turns one and two. So that, that's the way to go, man. People want to relax. They want to party. And it's a great, great way to enjoy the race. You really can't park and, and watch the race because you have to go up the hill. Right. You park, and, and from the first time I was there to the second time I was there earlier this year for the Lucas Oil Race, he's added grandstands around the corners. Um, and it, it, I mean, don't get me wrong. It is a, when you get there, you're like, man, this place doesn't look that good. Okay. Well, it doesn't, but he's added grandstands. I mean, he's got wooden bleachers. He's got, he's got it going in the right direction, and that's one thing he told me last time I was there. He goes, man, I want to make this one of the premier facilities in the South, and he has. I mean, he has a Lucas Oil race. He, he is one of only two or three tracks around that have Lucas, Southern All-Stars, all World of Outlaws. World of Outlaws. He has it all, you know what I mean? But he's trying. He's doing the best. If people can remember, which they may not, before Columbia Motorsports Park was asphalt, it was like a, it was dirt. It was like an old base type deal. And when you pulled in the gate, some of the, some of the older people that are listening to the show, they might remember that building that used to sit there where you go into pits. This is the kind of building I'm talking about that they have sitting there has a window on each side. And, I mean, and you, you can go there, and for one price, you mingle with whoever you want. And that's what I, that's what I like about it. It's a very unique place, very small little bull ring. Turn one and two is banked a, a boatload, and turns three and four is not banked so much, but he's got a world of a show with it. They put a bucket out there, or actually a 55-gallon drum, out on the straightaway. That's where they have their timer in. So if you hit it during qualifying, you hit it. But I mean, it's, it, they, I've, I've yet to see anybody get it. All the drivers know, and you they, know, keep, they keep the show going. It's a good, it's a good deal. That's neat because talking to Jack Smith, you know, after he made the trip to Waycross uh, Speedway with the United Dirt Label Challenge Series, their first trip there, he put it best. Right. It is one of the gems of the South. Right. is truly that, man. I right. mean, they do some unconventional things, but obviously they're succeeding down there. Well, a lot of people don't know this, but, you know, it's, racing's not always the same everywhere you go. I mean, it's, uh, I was talking to Ken on uh, Saturday night or actually early Sunday morning. We were talking about it. You know, people don't understand. When you get to Georgia, when, you know, they might do things different than what we do. We've been to Waycross. I mean, you went oh, yeah, to Waycross a few years ago. Yep, yep. At 1130, they took an intermission. Well, we took an intermission <laughs> right to the truck and sure came home because you're with, four hours from home. With the crystals. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, you know what I mean? And, and that's one, you know, talking to some of the guys that went there this time that had never been there before. You know, they do things a whole lot different than what we do. When they turn the light out up there, they go. They have yeah. a certain place on the back street yeah. where they fire. It's like us. We have a certain spot in three and four. To, to a cone that you know, from a cone to a pole that we fire up there, you turn the light out, they'll fire they, down the back straightaway. There were people that said in the in the infield trying to watch that event with those late models, it was dizzying. Oh, I mean, yeah. really difficult to oh, yeah. to try to enjoy that. And I closely compare that to a World of Outlaw Sprint Car Show sitting yeah. outside Evolution. Well, it's a you very, want to be in the tower. It's a very fast racetrack. Yeah, if you've never been to Waycross, it's one of the fastest racetracks in the South. It's not real. It's not real wide. It's a little more. It's a little narrower than usual, but it's not real wide. And uh, you know, it gets a little bit of dust with it being like it's almost like asphalt. It looks like asphalt gets a little dust on the top, and that dust gets a little slippery. You know what I mean? Tell you what, folks. Well, I'm sorry, Billy. I just want to remind everybody you can be a part of this program, and we really want you to be. Yeah, tonight we're going to give away some T-shirts. We, we sure are. We've got a, a bunch of T-shirts from Ocala Speedway. We've got some nice country boy rub. This is a spice uh, that you put on your beef, chicken, pork, whatever you want. And this is, of course, brought to you by Country Boys uh, Redneck uh, Products. Uh, Richard Ferry uh, checking in out of uh, McClenny, Florida. It's out of St. George, Georgia, just a few miles from his house up in uh, up north there. But uh, this is great stuff, and we'll gladly send it to you. All you got to do, folks, email us at dirtworldshow at yahoo dot com. Once again, dirtworldshow at yahoo dot com. We'll 
Go ahead. Ask, we'll ask a couple of trivia questions sure. if you like, and uh, we'll give away some T-shirts. We'll give away some Country Boy Rub. We'll, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get going here. Hey, and, you know, we're, we're about to talk to perhaps one of the most successful sprint car drivers ever, uh, you know, next to Steve Kinzer in the world of outlaws, uh, Donnie Schatz. We're going to have him on. And, folks, this is your opportunity to be a part of this program and ask Donnie Schatz whatever you want. We'll refresh this every few seconds, and you can be a part of that. You can ask Donnie Schatz or, of course, Darren Miller questions about their motorsports career at dirtworldshow at yahoo.com. Also, Billy, uh, in addition to realracingusa.com, we thank them for airing the program, but we can also be heard on WHBE 102.1 in Lakeland, serving the greater Polk County area, WHBE 102.1 in Lakeland. That's pretty neat, man. We it got, is neat. We got Real Racing USA, which is covered. And, uh, I sent out some emails to people and, you know, let them know what was on the show. And we'll probably try, try to do that every week. And uh, on the way here, I got a call from a guy I met when I was in Tennessee, and he's listening to the show. And uh, a guy from um, Wisconsin, actually Minnesota, uh, listened to the show last week, too. I uh, want to say hello to them guys. And, uh, of course, the last week, Steve uh, Howell checked in yeah, across Georgia. That so. is cool. That is real cool. Also tonight, uh, Billy, in addition to Donnie Schatz and uh, Darren Miller, we'll talk to the voice of the World of Outlaws, the Advanced Auto Parts World of Outlaws Sprint Cars, Johnny Gibson. Johnny, of course, uh, has been with the World of Outlaws several years, and uh, he's currently traveling out towards Wyoming. I mean, the guy, he actually has no home address, and uh, we'll talk to Johnny about that. But just kind of get an update on the season thus far and uh, what's to come in the Advanced Auto Parts World of Outlaws. You know, the, they raced uh, last night. You know, I want to talk about that. They raced last night in uh, West Fargo, North Dakota. And actually, we were talking about it. Darren Pittman was the winner. Joey Saldano was second. Jack Hounchon third. Craig Delansky fourth. Jason Myers fifth. Sam Hefferty, the guy me and you met during Dirt Car National, yep, absolutely. was sixth. Steve Kinzer seventh. Shane Stewart eighth. Jason Sides ninth. And Donnie Schatz was tenth. So coming off the big win at the Knoxville Nationals on Saturday, ended up tenth last night and. Uh, well, or West Fargo, North Dakota, which it shouldn't be right up the street from where he lives. He lives in uh, Fargo, North Dakota, so that's got to be pretty close. It says West Fargo. And definitely. Well, we are trying to update the email, and it looks like I've been kind of uh, delayed, if you will. So give me a minute, folks. Uh, we got some emails coming in. I, I got to do a little work on this. I feel like Jack over here, uh, all the stuff he's got to do on the computers. But I tell you what, Jack, uh, let's take this opportunity. And uh, what time is it, Bill? It is about quarter two. Yeah. Uh, Jack, if we could go to our first break here, we'll get Donnie Shots on the line. I'll get the email rebooted up, and when we come back, uh, more to come on but, World. Yeah, and I, I just want to tell you, Joe, that on, uh, just one quick comment on that Waycross thing. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of like I left. I'm thinking I hate this place, but, you know, after about three days, I can't wait to go back. Yeah, that's how it is, man. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. The following is a presentation of Real Racing USA. Carnac.com, your online racing community since 1997. Carnac.com is racing classifieds, racing photos, racing news, lively racing message boards, chat rooms, multimedia, and so much more. And if your race team or racing business needs a website or your website needs a fire lit under it, look no further than Carnac.com. 
From affordable web hosting to fancy flash animation, Karnak gets it done. Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Fantasy Football Manager Guy. Mr. Fantasy Football Manager Guy. Every year you assemble your closest friends to prepare for another season in the knockdown, drag out world of make believe football. Four you were born with the one skill every manager needs to play fantasy football. Absolutely no skill playing real football. Not so good at catching. Imaginary catches. Imaginary touchdowns. Next up, an imaginary score with an imaginary woman. Good imagination. So crack open a nice cold Bud Light, oh Swami of the sidelines. You may come in dead last, but you're always first with us. Mr. Fantasy Football Manager Guy. Bud Light Beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. Live Saturday night, August the 16th at Charlotte County Motorsports Park, the United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series invades the blacktop. The Dirt Late Models come in to Charlotte County Motorsports Park, $3,000 to win. Central Sheds and Trailers presents the biggest motorsports event of the summer as the Dirt Late Models hit the pavement of Charlotte County Motorsports Park. Race fans, you do not want to miss this one with pride and big bucks on the line. Saturday night, August the 16th, live at Charlotte County Motorsports Park, the battle on on the blacktop. The following is a presentation of Real Racing USA. This is Joe Irwin. And this is Wayne Jefferson. From Jefferson Irwin Racing. And you're listening to Real Racing USA. All right, welcome back to uh, sunny Florida, Dirt World. Take it away, Joe. Once again, welcome back to Dirt World uh, on RealRacingUSA.com. Folks, we're certainly glad you are having us in for tonight's podcast with Billy the Kid. I'm Joe Dirt, and with us on the line right now, we caught him having uh, dinner tonight. Out the best, of course, at a Mexican restaurant. Driver of the Tony Stewart Motorsports Armor All Sponsored Number 15 and three-time consecutive Knoxville Nashville Knoxville Nationals champion Donnie Stotts. Donnie, thanks for taking a minute with us tonight, man. Thanks for having me. I really, really appreciate it. I know we caught you at dinner time, but uh, th- this is really big. This is our third installment of this program, and we continue to get uh, talent like yourself, but uh, certainly uh, you're the highest caliber we've had thus far. Donnie, you know, quickly, you know, moving into the Tony Stewart's Motorsports effort for the 2008 season, uh, we saw this winning development in the World Finals uh, back in 2007. You know, you guys haven't missed a beat. You picked up this ball. You continue to carry it, and uh, the momentum obviously is there. But, you know, another Knoxville Nationals championship. Things are well with Tony Stewart Motorsports. Things are very well. Um, you know, these guys, uh, we started off a little bit slow. Um, it takes a while to work out all the little details, um, just with little things. Uh, you know, we were very fortunate to have a, another team to kind of fall back on a little bit uh, as we build through that process. And, you know, we, we got ourselves uh, to win a race. The first one was the toughest, and, you know, from there on, we've we've just managed to gel. And, um, you know, it's, we, we've done a little bit of testing along the way. So, um, you know, I see uh, just for the program to just get very strong in the future and hopefully, uh, you know, carry us into uh, a lot of a lot of great victories. You know, the, a lot of people don't understand, but the Knoxville Nationals goes uh, like three, four nights in a row. I mean, I mean the, the people don't understand here. I mean, I know me myself, I've never been, but... Not only to win it three times in a row, but to be 
able to do it three times in a row with all the dates leading up to it. What's it like? Oh, it's uh, there's nothing quite like it. I mean, obviously they they change the rules every year, and um, you know it, it used to be a World of Outlaws sanctioned event, and now it's not. So, um, you know, just when you they they keep changing things every year to try to to change the winners, obviously, and and it doesn't seem to change. I mean, uh, you know, the World of Outlaw cars are always um, right there racing for the wins, so it's uh, great to see that, and uh, we're just glad to be uh, glad to be that car that was able to get that uh, three in a row, and you know, only be the second person to do that. I mean, that's that's an accomplishment in itself. And, uh, you know, you, you talk about the first win, to hit the first win after you got the first the first win for Tony Stewart Motorsports. It, it just it seems like everything's starting to catch on, and you did some testing, you said. And, you know, in the beginning, I don't think it was anybody's mind that, that you were going to struggle. I mean, I, I know in my mind it, it was never. I knew if you started winning, it would be tough for anybody to beat you. And, and it's not the part that Tony Stewart Motorsports. I think it's got a lot to do with Donnie Schatz and the driver that you've become over the last few years. And I mean, let's face it, man. Not only to win the Knoxville Nationals three times in a row, but to be the, the defending World of Outlaw champion, that says a lot. Well, it does, you know. And uh, sometimes as a race driver, you have to be a you have to be a team leader, and that's something that you know I've uh, having my own teams uh, in the past. I, I guess I've always had to be that. I've had to try to you know, uh, show the emotions on, on trying to get the guys motivated when it's time, patting them on the back when it's time, and, um, you know, knowing when uh, to push and shove. And, you know, that's uh, that's the fun part of it. And, and I'm doing that same thing over here with these guys. Um, you know, and, and it's uh, been a very successful equation. And, um, you know, that's something uh, having in another team, um, you know, you can have great guys working on it, and they have great guys working on it. But, uh, like I said, as a driver, you have to you have to be the team leader, and you have to, you have to show them guys that you want to win. You have to show them, um, you, you know, you know what you're talking about, and you have to give them uh, a reason to, to put confidence in you, and that's something that, um, you know, I've just had a lot of fun with, and, and hopefully, you know, I've been able to, to motivate my guys um, as they've been with me for, for some time. Now I've had a, you know, a guy been with me a couple, three, four years, so it's um, you know, just, just fun to have that, and, um, you know, hopefully we can just keep building from it. Well, you know, you say something that a lot of people don't realize, uh, a lot of people think racing is, is, is no fun and all about um, you know, grinding it out every night or every you know every week or whatever they were doing. I mean, they, most most people aren't like you where they race every night. But when you say having fun, this brings back uh, from the World Finals last year. It got a little chilly, and I went to your trailer and I bought one of them them bogging hats for my head, and it's all it's black and yellow stripes. Every time I put it on, my wife says, "What are you What are you doing wearing that?" I said, "Hey, hey, everybody was wearing these things. These things are nice." <laughs> But, you know, you talk about the fun, that's what I'm saying. If you look at, you you know, anybody else, you go up and you see an ordinary hat, an ordinary bogging hat. Yours has the yellow and black, and it's got the la- the, la- the label on the front. And, I mean, it's that's what you mean by having fun. You, you you seem to do things at a different shape and form, but yet you still win at it. And that's what I, I don't think a lot of people want, like to mix fun and racing, and, and you could very successful at it. Well, I do it on my terms. That's something right. that, um, that, that's why I'm here. I mean, I'm not here for anybody else other than myself. Um, you know, we we, uh, we definitely try to do things uh, the right way when we can. And, um, you know, there's a time and a place to to do things fun, and there's a time and a place to be serious. And you just have to, as long as you understand when you can juggle that uh, that act, it's, you know, it makes it a lot of fun. And, um, you know, believe me, not every day is, is, is fun, but, um, you know, definitely one victory uh, makes it worth your whole career. So just uh, been very fortunate to be in that position and, uh, get them victories, and hopefully we can keep getting more. 
Right. Folks, we're talking to Donnie Schatz, of course, three-time Knoxville Nationals winner and defending World of Outlaws Sprint Car Series champion on the line with us tonight. You can ask Donnie a question. We've got just a few more moments with him at Dirt World Show at Yahoo.com. Donnie, you fathered, you followed your dad's footsteps into this race car at a very young age coming out of the go-karts. And, you know, if you can take anything from, from your career thus far, uh, you know, talk about the involvement your dad had with your, your early racing program. Well, my dad raced, uh, you know, just as a, as a fun thing, never as a career. Um, racing brought him into the business he's in today. He's in the truck stop business. And, um, you know, when he got into business, the first thing he wanted to do was sponsor a race car. And he actually, you know, sponsored a race car that, that Wolfgang booked for Doug Howells back in the 70s. And uh, they won a lot of races with it. So he's had a, he's always had a large involvement in racing. Um, obviously, with what he's done, he's put, put us in place with great people over the years, like the, the people from Blue Beacon Truck Washes to who helped me get on the road with the World of Outlaws and be able to go showcase what I knew about racing and, and be able to evolve and uh, get the experience needed and just have a good time with it. And, um, you know, a lot of the things that I've learned on the track, um, you know, my father's helped me critique. He's the one that's, uh, you know, kind of taught me and uh, tried to set me straight and uh, tried to help me um, when no one else would. And he's definitely, uh, you know, taught me the, the right mental side of the sport. Um, you know, that's probably more than anything the toughest side of this sport is, is the mental side and um you know he's just um always put me in the right place at the right time it's uh it's great to have a, a dad who uh wasn't there always just patting you on the back saying you did everything right my dad was uh the one always telling me what i did wrong and and he would tell me when i did something right so you have to have you have to have both sides and uh, definitely without what he's done and what he's been capable of doing in his life i definitely wouldn't be able to be standing here today and uh, have the victories I have and learn the things that I have learned through racing. No doubt. Your mom as well, Diane. I, I know Diane and your dad, Danny, are very involved. And let me just say, uh, Donnie, there is no DNA test needed to know that you are Danny's son. You guys, you look just like your man. <laughs> yeah, but so, so does the milkman, so it's all right. <laughs> hey, hey, you know, one thing I wanted to ask that we were t- while you were talking about mental, um, I mean, I'm not, tr- I'm not putting you on the spot here. I just wanted to ask if you saw the Jeff Shepard crash and, and, and what everybody was going through, what kind of what kind of mental change did that have around the pit area? That was a pretty that was a pretty tough crash we heard Jeff Shepard went through, and and I know and I, I've been checking on his update every day, so I'm not asking for an update on him. I'm asking from a driver's standpoint and watching everything that went down. What was that like, man? Well, I saw it from the suites. Um, you know, we were sitting uh, Tony Suites right above where it happened, and we, um, you know, you, you don't really expect it to be bad. Um, you know, you see so many crashes, and and a lot of them everybody walks away from but you know that one there when they when it was um they didn't get him out and he wasn't conscious it it always uh, puts that thought in the back of your mind um you know that something really bad's happened and and that's something that's unfortunate in any sport um you know i thought uh, you always ex- you always think the worst and you always expect the worst in that situation but um you know i've been around it a fair bit i've seen uh, i've seen uh, friends get killed in these cars i've seen uh, friends get hurt drastically in these cars, and um, you know it's just part of it. It's um, it's just something that there's no uh, no part of it that we can control. That obviously, you know, there's a lot of people that make great equipment to try to keep everybody safe. But um, you know, it's kind of like myself. I um, you know I, I struggle with some of the equipment, but you know I don't look at the, uh, the the ultimate sacrifice that can happen. I mean, you don't expect it to happen to yourself, uh, even though you know in the back of your mind that it can happen. So. Um, you know, everybody was just uh, glad that, that Jeff was, was alive. Um, we're glad that he's, 
he's recuperating and um, he'll make a recovery. And uh, you know, just uh, I guess that's uh, the one thing that's the downfall to the sport is uh, you know there's always that possibility somebody can get hurt. No but, doubt. Um, you know, and you have indeed have your uh, have had your share of accidents and uh, fires and crashes. Just looking, I mean, anybody could look on. Uh, any any video clip and see some of the stuff you've been through, Donnie. So, I mean, you're no stranger to it. And like you said, I mean, it's part of it. Uh, it's, it's unfortunate, but it is part of motorsports, no doubt. Yes, it is. Very well. Hey, real quick, talk about Ricky Warner, Shane Bowers, Bill, Kyle Sunby. These are the guys, uh, obviously, you talk about managing a crew. Uh, these guys uh, all with uh, deep roots in sprint car racing for the most part, getting you to victory lane all the time. Yes, they are. I mean, Rick's, um, you know, me and Rick have raced on and off the last several years. Um, he went to work for Casey Kane there uh, at the end of the 06 season, and, and he come back. So we've uh, we've done a lot of things together. Um, you know, Shane Bowers has been with me several years. Uh, we've had a lot of fun. We've, uh, we, you know, we, we've, we're about the same age, and we've kind of grown up a little bit together and um, just have a good time with those guys. You know, Kyle Sunby's uh, new to our team this year, and, and it's uh, it's been a pleasure to have him on our crew. He's, he does a great job. Um, with them three guys together traveling, they they have about as much fun as anybody can have, and uh, that you know they do it successfully. So that's um, that's an important part. You know, Bill's been Bill's been a big key in uh, in everything that we've done, making sure we do things right and say things right. And um, you know, there's there's a lot more people that a lot of people don't see in our whole organization. I mean, there's uh, a lot of management at Tony Stewart Racing, and, uh, you know, without all them guys, uh, we definitely wouldn't have the uh, professionalism that we have. But, um, you know, they're all led by one guy, and, um, you know, that's uh, what makes it a lot of fun is, uh, is our boss is a pretty neat character. Well, that's for sure. And, uh, you know, myself and Billy here uh, being at Volusia Speedway uh, all the years we have, that's the next opportunity, unfortunately, that we'll have to see you, Donnie, uh, down in February. How much preparation in the off season do you actually do to open up the 2009 season, or you just kind of try to pick up where you left off? Is the winter uh, campaign, the Dirt Car Nationals, just as serious for you guys as uh, any other event? Well, it, it obviously uh, you know Florida is a big part of the season. That's when everybody gets started, and you want to start on the right foot. Um, you know, this year we we started off and. Um, they had a lot of rain after that, so I think um, you know having a little glip in the glitch in the schedule. Uh, after Volusia is probably the best thing they can do yeah. instead of trying to go to California and hit all the rain that's been out there for the last 10 years uh, when we start. So, But there is a lot of preparation. I mean, these guys work all winter long to try to have enough equipment prepared for uh, whatever possibly can happen, and it will. Um, you know, they, they try to get a little bit ahead. They try to massage things and, and come up with, uh, you know, make tries to ways to try to make things easier and uh, make less work for themselves. So, there's a lot that goes on, and, um, you know, they uh, probably spend more time working on these cars in the winter than they do in the summer, but, um, you know, it's just uh, I'm glad I live in North Dakota, and those guys get to spend their days in Indianapolis, and <laughs> and uh, they get to be away from me a little bit because you got to have a little time away, too. Gotcha. I know your food's coming, man. you got to enjoy that chimichanga, but are you coming down for PRI in uh, December? Yes, I'll be there for PRI in December. Before we let you go, I just want to ask one question. I don't want to put you on the spot. Racing for Tony Stewart Motorsports, is there a chance we might see you in a full-body car soon, or yes or no? No, no, that's not what my intentions were when I come to this. Um, you know, if, if Tony, Tony told me that, um, hey, you have to drive this car, I'd say okay. But, um, you know, I don't think that's something you're going to see anytime soon. 
Or, yeah, yeah. Why, why mess up something that's working, man? <laughs> no doubt, uh, folks. Uh, tonight our guest has been uh, just a uh, just a great guest, uh, Donnie Shots. Of course, enjoying some dinner out in Fargo, North Dakota. Donnie, thank you very much, and we look forward to seeing you soon, man. Thanks, guys. All right, buddy. Congratulations on your big win Saturday, man. Thank you. Three time Knoxville Nationals winner in a row. In a row, indeed. The only other driver to accomplish that. That is tonight's trivia question for your Ocala Speedway t-shirt. And you can send us that answer at dirtworldshow at yahoo.com. Donnie Schatz, just an unbelievable uh, performance that he's had here in 2008. We've had Donnie Schatz on our Monday night show before, and a lot of people didn't realize it because we just got picked up on the Monday night deal with Real Racing just this year. But last year when Donnie Schatz was the winner of the, the Knoxville Nationals, we had him the Monday after, and you know, Donnie's a good interview, man. He's a good guy. No doubt. And, and the reason why I asked the question about going to a big body car is because I knew, I talked to Donnie one time before, I think we said something about it last year to him. He has no aspiration to move into a big body car. A sprint car is where he grew up. A sprint That's car is where he wants to be. That's it. A lot of guys take this deal because they want to go sprint car. They want to go next Hill Cup racing or nationwide racing. Not Donnie Schott. He took the deal with Tony Stewart because it was a great deal for him. Absolutely. And a great deal for Tony at the same time. And just like he said, Tony, hired, Tony wants him to do nothing but drive that sprint car, and I think that's what's making this a match made in heaven. That's right, and he's not looking ahead saying, wow, you know, eventually I'm going to go out into this, this uh, NASCAR Camping World West deal. You know, then I'm going to end up maybe in ARCA and maybe, get, you know, climb up the ladder to the trucks. This is These are things that, like, Tim McCready are doing, and I hate to see these guys leave the dirt. I've he, said it before. He said he started out slow. He's got 12 wins already. Yeah. He's leading the point. 12 wins, I mean, man. Well, I mean, what are you thinking here? I yeah. Mean, well, you know, when he said they started out slow, that's simply because of the rain. They were rained out, I think, almost. I think it was three consecutive events. Yeah, well, I was trying to figure it out because I think he said they started out slow, but I think he, I think he picked up a win at Volusia during the Dirt Car National. Yeah, he did. He got one. World of Outlaw Race, or maybe yep. you know, you know. I want to talk a second on this Jeff Shepard deal, and uh, we never like to see anybody get hurt, no, nobody whatsoever. But if you never met Jeff Shepard, he's one of the nicest sprint cars or one of the nicest race car drivers you'll ever meet. And uh, a few years ago, I had the opportunity to throw the checkered flag down on Jeff Shepard for his first ever. World of Outlaw sprint car feature win. He's, he has been so many times um, in and out of, of the sport, and he's an he's, uh, all-star. He's been an all-star champion a bunch of times. And, you know, for to watch the guy's eyes when they get out the car and, and they've just won themselves a World of Outlaw show, this is Nextel Cup to dirt. Oh, indeed. And to see that, and I'll be honest with you, I mean, the, the first time that I uh, flagged the sprint car race at uh, Volusia. Volusia, Casey Kane won. Yep. And, Casey Kane gets out the car, and, and he's so little, I looked at him and said, excuse me, son, get off the track so we can take pictures. And the, the photographer grabbed him and said, he's the driver. Yeah, oh, man. Come I remember on, that. The, stick, the flag stick was bigger. Billy, really, that was seven, eight years ago. That's been a long time ago. Yeah, that's been a while right there. I'll never forget that night. Uh, Jeff Shepard, uh, speaking of Volusia, has picked up wins there. He did it just a couple of years ago, and, of course, that Apple Chevrolet car, he did just a fantastic job. But uh, thoughts and prayers certainly with uh, Jeff Shepard, you know, on a full recovery. What is his condition? You've been up uh, kind of checking it out? So he said that they're just waiting for the swelling to go down, and he's alert. He'll he'll open his eyes on command, which is very good, and you can uh, you can check out the um, you can check out his um, his progress, and I believe you can get on his website and check it out, or uh, host heads or something. I saw it today on the internet, but um, Jeff Shepard, I mean, I'm, I'm glad that he's doing great. I'm glad he's getting better. Because, like Donnie said, he's he's seen guys get hurt. He's seen friends get killed in these cars, and I mean, hey, it happens. I mean, and and we both know just from listening to what happened, it was one of the worst sprint car wrecks ever. So yeah. to see somebody, I mean, yeah, he didn't he didn't really walk away from it, but eventually he could here, and that's what we're all hoping for. 
No doubt about it. I want to uh, give a, a hello to, of course, Frank and Chris Prouty listening out of Sorrento, Florida, just up State Road 46, uh, just west of uh, Lake Monroe. They are listening to us uh, on RealRacingUSA.com. Chris, uh, always a pleasure. Look forward to seeing you guys at Ocala real soon. And, of course, Frank had, uh, a, uh, Frank had a nasty crash Friday night at Ocala. Hit, the, hit one of the big tires. Uh, they did pick up a win with uh, Keith won the mini-stock class on Friday night over there, but I know they the young, the, the son's driving, too, and... Um, he hit the wall coming off turn four twice in the same spot, and and, and uh, Frank had a little bad luck too. But I'm glad they're all right, and I'm glad the cars are. Frank told me on the way out they'll get them fixed and they'll be back. So, oh, you know they'll fix them. There, there's no doubt about it. They will get them back, and they're just having a great time at Ocala Speedway. Speaking of Ocala Speedway, first email uh, at dirtworldshow at yahoo.com that tells us the only other driver to pick up three consecutive victories in the Knoxville Nationals. You got an Ocala Speedway shirt sent to you, and we'll we'll handle the cost of shipping uh, if, in fact, uh, we can't give it to you personally. Uh, we've got some Country Boy uh, rub as well that we'd like to send out to you. Uh, I tell you what, uh, first email at dirtworldshow at yahoo dot com. Give it a try, folks. Give it a whirl. We'll we'll give you a t shirt. I mean. You know, I, I know the answer, but I don't know that I really do know the answer. I know, otherwise you'd have you said know, it about ten minutes ago. I would have ago. said it, and you would have <laughs> given it away. But you know, we we talking about talk about Ocala Speedway. We are off the next three weeks. We're going to do a little renovation to the track, and then when we come back on September fifth, we're going to have the sprint car. Yeah, let's take a minute, man. Central Florida Sprint Car Challenge. This is the first time it's been uh, attempted here in Central Florida. We have two dirt race tracks within. Uh, 50 miles of each other for all intents and purposes. Those, of course, exactly how, how far is it about 50? Yeah. It's Ocala Speedway, of course, a newly configured dirt 3 8 mile. And then, of course, Volusia Speedway Park uh, continuing that uh, history of dirt racing just up State Road 40. Uh, the Central Florida Sprint Car Challenge will include uh, sprint cars from all over the state. And I'm going to leave this to you as far as some of the rules and some of the, uh, some of the outlines. Very simple. The rules are East Bay limited rules. And Florida Sprint Car Association rules, if you get a car that fits in those two means of rules, you can come run Friday night at Ocala Sea World or Ocala Speedway and Saturday night at Volusia Speedway Park. Um, I don't have any details on the show, but I, I believe it's uh, 1000 to win each night. 1000 to win with a bonus for points. The driver that accrues the most points Friday night and Saturday night at Volusia, uh, a special bonus yet to be determined. The, the best part about this for the fans is, uh, when you show your Ocala ticket stub, which will take place Friday night, if you show your Ocala ticket stub on Saturday night at Volusia, big discount off your grandstand ticket. So we want to see you there. That's wonderful, man. I think it's going to be a great show. And like I said, it'll be the first night back for us. We have three weeks off, like I said, to do some uh, repairs around the racetrack, get some things going. And speaking of repairs around the racetrack, I'm sure most everybody knows by now the racetrack was vandalized Saturday night. I didn't know that. early Sunday morning. Sunday I didn't know that. Somebody broke in and smashed up the soda machine and some other things there. And uh, Mike has a reward for anybody who has any information. And, you know, the last Friday we ran, um, Angie stood up at the driver's meeting and said somebody had sold her a little motorcycle. Uh, Mike got her a motorcycle, and it sits down there by the tech area, and then they usually lock the gate up and stuff. But somebody just rode it off. It's just a little. And the worst part about it is, uh, from what I took of this whole deal, the motorcycle she was going to give away at Christmas time to some young, oh, some, man. some lucky kid. You know, this now is, a racer has just took it. This is strange. Ocala is out. There's really not a lot of residential or housing near there. Am I correct? No, I, I mean somebody it, is, is definitely targeting that driving to the racetrack doing that. Yeah, it's one of them deals. I think, and like me and Mike talk about, I think they are targeting, and uh, and we'll, we'll do something different about it. That's for sure. 
Well, folks, I'll tell you what, we are going to step away one more time here, and we will give Jack, of course, an opportunity to grab Darren the Thriller Miller, part of the Illinois Bad Boys, our next interview here on Dirt World uh, on RealRacingUSA.com. Be right back. Presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Dishonest Cable TV Hooker Upper. Mr. Dishonest Cable TV Hooker Upper. On any given day, somewhere between 9 and 4.30, you arrive ready to bring us the world. And for an extra 20, you'll bring us porn. Hey, you've already got the van and the jumpsuit. Why not get into criminal activity? Just a naughty boy. After all, what are they going to do? Throw you in cable jail? I don't think so. So crack open an ice-cold Bud Light manhandler of the Scrambler, because isn't it about time someone hooked you up? Mr. Designer's Cable TV Bud Light Beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. Power Master is your ASA series sponsor for the XS Power Batteries. Power Master is pleased to announce the introduction of the XS Power series of batteries. XX Power Batteries for racing applications and batteries for your car audio application. 12-volt batteries for street machines, street rods, off-road vehicles, and even motorcycles. XS Power Batteries means 30% more power and no batteries filling. Power Master also carries your starters and alternators. Visit us on the web at www.powermastermotorsports.com. Hi, I'm Don O'Neill, driver of the number 71 race car, and you are listening to The Real Race in USA. Live Saturday night, August the 16th at Charlotte County Motorsports Park, the United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series invades the blacktop. The Dirt Late Models come in to Charlotte County Motorsports Park, $3,000 to win. Central Sheds and Trailers presents the biggest motorsports event of the summer as the Dirt Late Models hit the pavement of Charlotte County Motorsports Park. Race fans, you do not want to miss this one with pride and big bucks on the line. Saturday night, August the 16th, live at Charlotte County Motorsports Park, the battle on the blacktop the following is a presentation of real racing usa we're back here with uh joe dirt billy the kid dirt world Thank you, Jack. Really appreciate it. And welcome back, folks, to Dirt World. And once again, uh, you can be a part of this program, and we'd love you to be a part of this program. Simply drop us an email as we update it frequently at dirtworldshow at yahoo.com. Continuing our tradition, a young tradition, uh, nonetheless, uh, on the line with us now, checking in out of Milledgeville, Illinois, of course, driver of the number 32D, the Super Calf Ranch's pro-powered rocket Picked up 50 grand and perhaps the biggest of his career in the north-south at Florence, Kentucky in the Lucas Oil Lake Model Series, Darren the Thriller Miller. Darren, good evening, sir. Good evening. How are you guys? 
Fantastic, man. Really appreciate it. Now, I talked to you the other day, and you said it's no problem being on the program tonight. You're just going to be working on the race car. Is that the case tonight? Uh, well, actually, uh, it's not right at the moment. Today was my daughter's birthday, so oh, very well. I had to come, had to come home. We're having a little birthday party right at the moment, and then it'll be back to the shop. Did she ask you for a present uh, worth fifty grand? Uh, no, but I did stop and get her a pretty nice one the other day. I'll bet you did. Darren, this is indeed uh, one of the biggest in your career. Um, obviously, you've had a decent summer. Uh, you picked up a couple of wins in the Summer Nationals uh, out near, uh, of course, your home region. Um, you know, and, and these were back-to-back wins. You guys look like you maybe found something those two back-to-back nights, and you just you capitalized on it both nights. Yeah, we, uh, you know, we just got these victory circle cars here well not even the first of this year not like in may was when we first ran the car and uh after we got accustomed to the car and you know got me accustomed to it and the car you know to fit me we started going pretty well in it and and we've been been pretty decent about every night out in it you know the last you know couple months yeah and, you know, Darren, you're one of these guys that you can never discount it. I mean, we've seen you. We were talking off the air. I mean, you started way back around 22nd a couple of seasons ago in the uh, Dirt Car Nationals at Volusia and uh, drove up through there. But driving up uh, through this pack, of course, at Florence, Kentucky, and to get around the likes of uh, the Voodoo Child Bloomquist uh, like you did, uh, dude, take us through that lap right there if you could. Well, it was just, uh, I mean, we didn't have to come through traffic, you know, that night. We started up front. You know, me and Scott started on the front row, so we didn't have to come through traffic, but, you know, we just, me and Scott were, you know, we kind of, after watching it, we kind of got away from everybody else, you know, most of the time. But, you know, we got in traffic, and I actually got by him earlier in the race. And then we had a restart there at lap 65, and... You know, I decided to go to the outside while my brother told me to, you know, try, you know, clear up at the top because Carrier was running all right up there. Right, right. And and I really hadn't even been up there. You know, me and Scott were just kind of both racing down on the racetrack. And I went up there and, you know, found a little speed. And I actually think it helped my car after I went up there because, I think it worked the tires, and that place you just can't get any heat in your tires, and it was like right. my tires took off better after I went up there. So then when I moved down, it felt a lot better. Then I just, uh, uh, you know, I got up to Scott there, and I was a lot better than him on corner entry, and I just kind of drove in and drove past him entering three there because I knew that's where I was going to have to pass I mean, from the whole race, that's where I was going to have to do it. Yeah. And uh, it worked out well. Scott was telling us last week he was a guest on our program because he picked up the big win the week before at Kentucky Lake, and he was telling us that the thing about Florence is just when you think you got the race won, a late race caution could change that whole deal. And, you know, I didn't get to see, I did see the results, and I didn't get to see much of the race or, or get to, to listen to it on the Internet like I usually do, but... Did you guys have a late rate caution, or did you have a long run there at the end? And, and talk about that deal. Well, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a late race uh, caution. I mean, not real late. I mean, it was like lap 65. So, okay. so you had a 35 lap run? 
Yeah, it wasn't a, you know, like it was a real late caution. Uh, I didn't want to see a late caution because in all reality, Scott was a little better than I was for like five, six, seven laps after a restart. And then I'd get coming on him after, you know, I was a little better on a longer run. So I didn't want to see a restart, you know, and then he ended up being behind me for 25 laps. So he had time to, uh, you know, kind of, pick apart what I was doing, too. Darren, you, you are one of the statesmen of late model uh, racing, not only in the Midwest, but in the entire country. And Talk about the, how you feel about the, the direction of late model racing with the World of Outlaws, the Lucas Oil Late Model Series. I think it, it appears to me that we've got just about enough sanctioning bodies to make everybody happy. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I think so. Uh we got kind of a bad connection here. I'm not sure uh, what it is, but I'm having a little hard time hearing you guys. I got you. Well, real bad can you weather. Hear me fine. Yeah, we can hear you great, Darren. The, the weather okay. is really bad here in the Daytona Beach area right now, so hang in there with us. But we can hear you good. But did, okay. did you get the question? Okay, then. Yeah, I got. I got the question. All right, buddy. Um, I think you know. I think there's plenty out there. You know, for for everybody now. I mean, obviously, as a racer, I mean. We want to see more better-paying races, so it splits up the competition. Sure. But in all reality, I mean, there's probably all that we can handle as far as for fans right now. Yeah. Um, for the bigger shows, you know, I, I'm seeing and hearing a lot of the weekly stuff's really falling off. Yeah. In the in the late model world and. That's bad for the weekly stuff, but it almost seems like it's making the crowds at the bigger shows better. Yeah, I hear you. And, and, and Darren, you I know you've been approached, but you continue to uh, not align yourself with any particular series. That obviously suits your, uh, your style very well. Well, you know, with where I live, there's not really a series that uh, is really attractive to me. You know, if right. I lived in... Kentucky or Tennessee, sure. there's a good chance I might run the the Lucas deal. Right. But you know, there's so many times when they're, you know, sixteen hours from my house and yeah. there's three ten thousand of wins within two hours of my house. Yeah, I hear that you. just with fuel prices and everything, it just you know, it doesn't really make sense. And then I can do whatever I want as far as all the big shows and that type of stuff. You know, I could go to Cedar Lake instead of going to Hagerstown. Yeah, man. And just all that type of stuff. Where will we see Darren Miller this weekend? Uh, at Batesville at the Topless. Nice, nice. Nothing really. That's worth making the trip down there. I mean, that's an iconic event, man. Oh, yeah. And the last time we were there, we ran really well. Me and Scott raced for the, raced for the win. Yeah. Last time I was down there. I wasn't there last year because I was off. I was. Had some health issues last year during this time of the year. What happened, Darren, if you can go into that? Uh, I had uh, problems with my thyroid. Well, it, it come to find out it doesn't work anymore. Oh, so, really? Um, I mean, that's the long and the short of it. It, it doesn't work, and, you know, I'm on got to take medication for it, and I think we got a pretty good handle on it now. Yeah, well, you're the type of guy that, I mean, you know how to take care of yourself, and I'm certain that you'll do that, no doubt. I've been, you know, I feel way better than I probably have since 03 or 04. So. Wow. And, and this week probably helps a lot, too. <laughs> and it doesn't hurt anything. Real, real quick, Darren, of course, you're in the rocket. Uh, that's been a, the, Actually, the no. Three circle. No. 
Oh, I'm sorry. Circle. I am sorry uh, with Moyer there. I apologize yep. on that, man. Circle. Oh, very well. Still and there. actually, I think I heard you say there, uh, Soybird Calf Ranches, which we're not with them anymore either. We haven't done for three years now. I think. Well, you need to change that website, Darren. <laughs> come, I mean, come on. I don't think that's on the website. Anymore. It's all over the website. Well, it's you know what? It's on the it's on some photos. So my my apologies. Uh, my apologies. Hey, one thing's for sure: still on the side of the car is Thriller. That's right. That's what <laughs> hey, and you're still using uh, power from a uh, Bill Sleeper? Still, still pro power. Yeah. Good deal. I got that right. <laughs> All right. Still there. Good so. deal, Darren. I tell you, it's really been a pleasure, man. And uh, uh, you know, you're part of the, the uh, a third of the Illinois Bad Boys. You got Dennis Herb out there, Shannon Bab. How closely do you uh, do you interact with these guys? Uh, just the home state guys. Um, me and Shannon have been pretty good friends for a number of years. I mean, we just, you know, we don't do a lot, but, I mean, I talk to him all the time at the racetrack, and, you know, I like Shannon a lot. He's a really good guy, um, you know, as far as doing things together. I mean, not really, but just it's a racetrack. We get along really well. And Dennis, I never really talked to that much and up until this year at the Summer Nationals. and. Right. You know, we pitted by each other a few times there at Summer Nationals. And, you know, I mean, you know, Dennis, is, he don't seem to get out that much. And, no. You know, talk to that many people. But, you know, what I was around him, I mean, he seems like, a you know, a nice guy. And he just kind of tends to his business. And that's it. But, you know, usually it's him and one other person. So, obviously, you don't have much time to <laughs> do a whole lot but tend to business. Hear you, man. I sure hear you. We appreciate you taking a little time with us tonight. We know it's your little girl's birthday, and you know, we know you're having a birthday party for her, and uh, we appreciate you taking We we'll tell her we appreciate letting her daddy spend a few minutes with us. And That's right. We want to touch on your big win Saturday night, man, and congratulations, North-South 100 winner, 50K in the bank, and uh, keep them going, bud. Go to baseball this week and put it on them again. Now we're going to try. That's for sure. Thank you, Darren. Darren the Thriller Miller, all the way from Milledgeville, Illinois. I think I got that right, didn't I, Darren? That's right. Okay. <laughs> See you later, buddy. Thanks, man. All right. Thank All right. you, guys. Bye-bye. Our pleasure. Bye. Very well. Unbelievable, Darren. I, you, you know, I try to keep up, and I try to – I pride myself on trying to stay current. How'd that one slip past you know, the me, problem, the chassis? The problem with this deal is we're live. Okay? <laughs> so I can't sit here and tell you when. But you look at me saying, oh, he's making mistakes. He don't yeah. make it. That's not right. I, you know, and, I, and the worst part about it is that sometimes when I try to help you, I'm not trying to say how to do that. Job. I'm trying to protect you from people going, what's this idiot talking about? You think they're saying that? Bill? Oh, yeah. They, they probably didn't know either. But <laughs> you know, Oh, my. Speaking of the North-South, let's eat a rundown on that real fast. Darren Thriller Miller was the winner. Scott Blunk was second. He talked about Carrier getting on top of the track and being pretty fast. Carrier drove the third. Mark Hartman's fourth. Berkey, our first week guest, yeah, baby. was fifth. Tim McCready, sixth. Clint Smith, seventh. Clint Smith showed up in a dark car. The cat daddy. Showed up, showed up in a dark color car, which was painted just like the car that Jeff Gordon drove at the Prelude. Um, Probably was. Eighth was Jimmy Mars. Ninth was Daryl Lanigan. And tenth was Terry Phillips. Clint Smith, that car that, uh, that Jeff Gordon drives at the Prelude, he gets from yeah, sure, sure. Clint Smith. But what I'm saying is he showed up with a, a black paint scheme. I like. You'll see them more and more as the year oh, yeah, goes yeah, on yeah. here. Start to they'll, change the, yeah. they'll change the paint schemes. This is one of the shows that they do it in the World 100. Good deal, good deal. Jack, if you want to try to break down Mr. Gibson there, we'll spend a few minutes with him as we've only got just about eight minutes left on the program tonight. But uh, great interviews thus far with, of course, uh, um, 
Donnie Schatz and Darren Miller. Really pleased with both of those. We'll take a little break. When we come back, we'll cover the local results. And, uh... I'll tell you what. Why don't you hit him now? He's going to get uh, Johnny Gibson on the line. Right. And uh, go ahead and nail him down, man. Friday night at Ocala Speedway, your late model winner was Shane Williams. J.O. Noble, second out of Dehonsta, Georgia. Yeah, man. Mark Whitener, third. In your hobby stock class, Dean Jarvis debuted a new car two weeks ago. Got the big win over Grady Christian out of Umatilla. And little David, little David Miller Jr. out of Putnam, out of Palatka, was third. In the middle, many stocks we covered it already. Keith Briggs got a big win. Paul Combat from the East Bay area was second. Ray Etheridge was third. And the V8 Thunderstocks, Michael Stoniker was first. Doc Batson second. Jeff Stoniker third. All three of those cars come out of the same organization, so that was a big win for him and a big top three. And the Gladiators, Brian Chisholm picked up the win coming to the strike. James Sullivan Motor let go, and Chisholm beat him by about a bumper. If you ever watch this guy, Chisholm, he run with us at Volusia. Brian Chisholm, drives he number drives, 60 car, yeah. Yep. He has a little rabbit, man. He, yeah, he, a little he gets that thing wheeled off yeah, in there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, guy Brasello Jr. was third. That was a good run for him in the little two car. On Saturday night at Volusia, the late model winner was Josh Peacock. Yeah, had him on the program Monday. At Plant uh, City, that was a big win for him. Shane Williams was second, Jason Davis third. In the mods, Jason Davis picked up the win. Jamie Carter out of Middleburg was second. Big Mac, Charlie McNichol, was back and finished third. You know, tell me about Big Mac. I mean, he's driving the number 12 for Rick Friend, and then, of course, they obviously got the power back into the 99 modified. What, what's going on there? I think they got their motor back together, and probably with a little help, they, they got things moved on. And, and I know Kevin at Delaney Auto Parts has been working hard on sure. that. Sure, oh, deal. yeah. And, and I didn't know uh, Saturday they come up to me and said, that could, they, could Rick Friend park next to him? I said, yeah, and, and uh, Daddy-O told me that uh, Charlie Mack was going to drive that 12 car and went, when you was announcing the heat race, he was like, look, something's got into Rick Franz's yeah, car. And I Charlie McNichol told you, Charlie, yeah. so <laughs> That was a big thing. Charlie McNichol picked up the heat race win in that in that Rick Franz car. I and mean, that's a good car to Rick <clears> There's no doubt Charlie proved that Saturday night. In the Taylor race, in the Taylor race enforcement division, Corey Holly picked up another win. Yes, Garrett second Stewart consecutive. second. Yep. And Ronnie Ponce third. These two guys, first and second, Corey Holly and Garrett Stewart, have been your last two weeks winners, yep. just like you said. And this week they run one and two. Ronnie Ponce driving the... Uh, H&R house car. Yeah, yep. H&R house car for Hasselhauer, which I've seen him walk around the pits on Saturday. Yep. And the street stock, Shane Williams got out in the late model, went in the street stock, picked up the big win over Grady Christian, and Robert Hicks was third. Up at North Florida Speedway on Saturday night, in the pure stock division, Rick Reed was the winner, Kevin Durden was second, Jerry Fortner third. In the street stock division, Kevin Mills was first, Kevin Davis was second, Morgan Bass was third. I'm glad to see Kevin Mills doing good in that car. I mean, uh, he brought his late model to uh, Ocala a few weeks ago, and uh, had a little problem with the rear end or something, got turned around there, and then couldn't finish something that had broken the car. Gotcha. So glad to see Kevin take his street stock up to uh, North Florida and no get, doubt. get a win there. Kevin Davis used to run with us. He's from the Jacksonville area. I'm glad to see him doing good up there. Modifieds, Roddy Chance was the winner. Dave Barber was second. Jamie Burroughs was third. Uh, in the hobby stocks, KD, Kevin Durden put it on him, and it's number 35 card, which belongs to Mr. Uh, Jeff Terrell. Oh, yeah, that's right. Dewey Hall was second, and Heath Walker was third. That covers your... Uh, good deal. That's four race tracks. was off. Yep. Uh, I had the results for Putnam. They had a good night. Got Brunswick was off. Uh, Brunswick didn't race. Um, Waycross had the United Dirt Lake Model Challenge Series. Ken Kenny's boys. Dusty Cohn got the win. Johnny Collins was second. Mark Whitener third. Keith Nosby fourth. Scott Johnson fifth. Sean Smith sixth. Bum Nelson seventh. Andy Taylor eighth. Roger Nelson... Or Roger, um, excuse me. Roger Krause was ninth. And John Strickland was tenth. This That's week, Punta Gorda. Yeah, now this is the first time for the United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series they are going to change the tires, go into the American Racer, right. and going to try to take to the 3 mile down at uh, Charlotte County Motorsports Park. If you've never seen these things on asphalt, we have. 
Yeah, we have. We they saw the bad, National fast. 8 model series. They yeah, are it's fast, amazing. fast, and they will pass. Yeah, they will pass. As long as they stick it out there, them cars will pass on the asphalt. It's and I think it'll be a good show. That's going to be a good program, Jack and uh, CC. Everybody's worked real hard promoting that, and I think Bobby Deal's going to be happy with the results. Yeah, I think everything's going to be great. Jack, do we got Mr. Hey, guys, we got to take just a real quick break so I can hook up John. Let's do it. Real quick. No problem. Be right back. We'll go look. Carnac.com, your online racing community since 1997. Carnac.com is racing classifieds, racing photos, racing news, lively racing message boards, chat rooms, multimedia, and so much more. And if your race team or racing business needs a website or your website needs a fire lit under it, look no further than Carnac.com. From affordable web hosting to fancy flash animation, Carnac gets it done. This is Shaw Smith, driver of the 17 SS Dirt Late Model. Central Sheds and Trailers Champion for 2007. And you're listening to Inside Florida Racing. Live Saturday night, August the 16th at Charlotte County Motorsports Park, the United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series invades the blacktop. The Dirt Late Models come in to Charlotte County Motorsports Park. $3,000 to win. Central Sheds and Trailers presents the biggest motorsports event of the summer as the Dirt Late Models hit the pavement of Charlotte County Motorsports Park. Race fans, you do not want to miss this one with pride and big bucks on the line. Saturday night, August the 16th, live at Charlotte County Motorsports Park, the battle on on the blacktop. Hi, I'm Don O'Neill, driver of the number 71 race car, and you are listening to The Real Race in USA. Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Discount Airline Pilot Guy. Mr. Discount Airline Pilot Guy. Your minimal experience flying a plane will never land you at a reputable airline. Luckily, you don't work for one. Look at me, I'm flying. Sure, we're concerned for our lives. Just not as concerned as saving nine bucks on a round trip to Fort Myers. The most direct route to Houston? Through Fort Lauderdale. With layovers in Detroit, Vancouver, and Kalamazoo. I can't feel my legs. So crack open a nice cold Bud Light, oh skipper of disguise. You put the fly in fly-by-night operation. Mr. Bud Light Beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. And we're back here at uh, Real Racing USA, Dirt World. Go ahead, Joe. Hey, welcome back to Dirt World on RealRacingUSA.com. Thank you, Jack. And, of course, uh, uh, with Billy the Kid, I'm Joe Dirt. We are certainly glad to be back with you. We've had a great program here tonight with, of course, uh, the winner of the Knoxville Nationals uh, Saturday night. Of course, Donnie Schatz checked in with us. We've talked to Darren the Thriller Miller out of Milledgeville, Illinois, and now on the line with us, the voice, and much more with the Advanced Auto Parts World of Outlaw Sprint Cars, John Gibson. John, thanks for spending a few minutes with us tonight, man. Joe, thanks for having me on the show, man. It's a pleasure. It's, I really, really appreciate it. This is our third installment. It's an Internet-based program, also aired on an FM station in Lakeland, Florida, but we really enjoy doing it. It's very convenient. We have a good time, but... You know, we've talked to Rick Eshelman so many times, and uh, 
not to discount Rick, we love him, but man, we want to hear some sprint car information. This program, <laughs> you know, it's all about dirt, you know, and that's where we stay in it. And I was right, driving down the road today, I said, I got to get Gibby. So I really appreciate it. Johnny, off the air, we talked about the Knoxville Nationals and, of course, uh, the crowd's response to Donnie Schott's third consecutive victory. Uh, kind of a whole hum deal, would you say? Yeah, it was, and and I think that's the reaction that you'd expect at this point when uh, you know when you've won three nationals in a row. It's the same sort of reaction that Steve Kinzer got, you know, back when he was winning five in a row back in the mid 1980s. And the fans, uh, you know, they just they like to see something different. And right now, Donnie Schatz is certainly nothing different. He's at the top of the field, and everybody else is trying to catch up with the driver of the armor on number 15. Well, there is no doubt. You guys are uh, here in the late summer months, and it's just a grueling campaign with the. World of Outlaw Sprint Cars, but you continue to soldier on. You've uh, made the trip out to South Dakota. Said you're heading to Wyoming. What's next for you guys? Uh, we race tomorrow night for the first time ever at Gillette Thunder Speedway in Gillette, Wyoming. Uh, coming off of a race last night in Fargo, North Dakota, where Darren Pittman picked up his fourth victory of the season. That race a make-up from a, a rain-out earlier in June. And, of course, tomorrow night in Gillette, we go right back to North Dakota for Saturday night's action, another debut facility, the Dakota Speedway in Mandan, North Dakota, hosting the greatest show on dirt on Saturday. And then on Sunday, back to Minot, North Dakota, and the Nodak Speedway, a return there for the third consecutive season. And then a week from Tuesday, or excuse me, this coming Tuesday, I should say, we return to the Billings Motorsports Park in Billings, Montana, for the first time in two years. Wow, you know, you guys have been to so many different racetracks, and you would think of, you know, all the tracks uh, throughout the continent that you've visited them all, but uh, not the case. You continue to debut the, the greatest show on dirt uh, several times a season. That's pretty cool, man. It certainly is. You know, it's, it's one of the great things about, the, about this series and, and about my job, getting to go to different racetracks and see some new things. Uh, we've actually got uh, another new racetrack on the schedule for the 2008 season. Uh, back in air, uh, excuse me, uh, up ahead in September, We'll be going to the uh, Lucas Oil Speedway in uh, Missouri, which is supposedly a, uh, a really first-class racetrack, and looking forward to going there for the first time. And, and uh, maybe some new ones on the schedule for 2009 as well, starting to get excited already about the 2009 campaign. You know, a lot of people that listen to our show uh, might not make it out to Dirt Car Nationals, but they may watch some of the sprint car races on TV. And, uh, you know, I know they have different guys, and sometimes you'll do the TV for them, but a lot of times they have their own, but... I know one thing's for sure is when they pipe in that you wanted the best line that you have that you, <laughs> yeah, that you made. No matter what, no matter who the announcer or who's not the announcer, but no matter who's covering the TV deal, they always play that what you say or hand you the mic and you do it all at the same time. And yep. you know, I, I, when you when you say it, it gives me chill bumps, man. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> so before you hang up tonight, I want you to say it because I want all the, <laughs> the guys, the people that don't get to go to Dirt Car Nationals, I want them to hear you say yeah. it live to us tonight. And, Johnny, we're going to can that, and uh, even though it's probably trademarked, if I know you, we're going to use it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's okay. I, I wouldn't expect anything less from you, Joe. I really wouldn't. Uh, but, man, but, Johnny, I, I tell you, it's just been a, a great uh, season thus far. Talk about, if you can, maybe some, some of the more interesting points of the 2008 season. I mean, you've got to continue to try to keep these exciting, which you do a very good job. But, personally, uh, your feeling on the season so far, maybe some 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 positive changes, and, and what's really stood out for you so far? Right now, I think the thing that has stood out is uh, three teams really at the top of the game, and then everybody else trying to catch up for fourth on back. Of course, Donnie Schatz on top of the point standings right now, the man to beat, 12 wins already this season. Jason Myers in the second spot, six wins, but an incredible string of top five and top ten finishes. And then the crowd pleaser, Craig Delansky, with seven wins, 
And those three guys right now are the three guys to beat night in and night out. Wow. Then you have the guys that are capable of winning every night, but maybe not quite as consistent, maybe not as many top fives and top tens. You know, Steve Kinzer, five wins this season. Last night, Darren Pittman getting his fourth win of the season. And then a couple of guys still knocking on the door that you'd think would have been in victory lane already in 2008 that have not gotten there but have been oh so close. Guys like T-Mac, Kerry McCarroll, um, who else is like Jack Hoddenshield, the wild child up there in the top six in points but just has not broken into victory lane as of yet. Chad Kavanaugh hasn't been in victory lane but has been running very strong as of late. Wow. So, I mean, some of these uh, racetracks could certainly be conducive to say – uh, oh, oh, Hod, you know, a guy that hadn't picked one up, and then Kamenaw, so still a lot to go. Absolutely. Yeah, still a lot to, to go here in 2008. You guys already promoting, of course, the second World Finals. That, uh, again, when the Advanced Auto Parts World of Outlaws sprint cars converge upon the dirt track at Lowe's Motor Speedway with the, the World of Outlaw late models, uh, that was so successful back in 2007. And what is going to be different, if anything, uh, for the World Finals in 08? Basically, we're just looking to do bigger and better for 2008. The Vault World Finals are going to be a spectacular event, just like they were last year. The only thing different right now, we're going to spice it up a little bit on Thursday night. You know, Thursday was the qualifying for both divisions for both night shows, for Friday and Saturday, two rounds of qualifying time trials. But look for something additional to be announced for Thursday night here, coming up very soon, maybe something in the form of uh, something a little different, something you don't see very often with sprint car or late model racing. But uh, just keep your eyes open for that. Uh, maybe some announcements coming up concerning the Thursday night portion of the program. But still, you know, you can't go wrong when it comes to the Vault World Finals. October 30th, October 31st, and November 1st. Tickets just $59 for all three nights. And if you get them by September 20th, you get an upgraded pit pass for all three nights as well. And again, the greatest sprint car drivers in the world, the greatest late model drivers in the world at one of the best racing facilities in the country. Boy, that is It cheap doesn't too. get any better. It really doesn't. I can't believe the ticket prices. Last year I was just so amazed. Uh, you know, and the place was packed, and uh, certainly look for that to be the case as well in 2008. Billy? One question I had was uh, about Danny Lasowski this weekend at the Knoxville Nationals. They debuted a new car, and everybody talked about he lost the five ride, and yet he turns around in a 33 car sponsored by Articat and ran in the top five. What do you know about this situation? Could you tell the people? I mean, because I know it kind of struck me by surprise, and what, what could you tell me? Really, it's basically Danny Lasowski putting together his own team. It's something he's wanted to do for a while. He ran his own car a couple of times earlier this season with the number five on it just uh, as to keep the owner points up with the uh, four-book racing. But basically, the, the way I understand it, it came down to sponsorship. Danny Lasowski had a chance to get the Articat sponsorship, and uh, Guy Forbrook is affiliated with Polaris, so just a kind of a conflict in sponsorships. Lasowski saw the opportunity to put his own team together and uh, you know, basically realized the dream to run his own car at the Knoxville Nationals. See, that's where I was confused because I knew the five car belonged to him because he picked up a big win at the Dirt Car Nationals in that five car right, right. in a World of Outlaws show. And when they said that he, he uh, was no longer driving the five car, I was like, how can you no longer drive something that belongs to you? But now you just pinpointed it out for me, and I appreciate it. Well, that's, uh, that's the way it went. And, again, for Danny Lasowski, you know, he had uh, a fairly successful Knoxville Nationals. Of course, knowing the dude, he's not, not accepting anything less than victory lane, but uh, – Still, for a team that basically was just kind of thrown together and uh, some new stuff, I think you have to look at it as a, uh, a pretty successful run. And, of course, Guy Forbrook certainly uh, did not have a disappointing Nationals as well with Sammy Slindell behind the wheel of that car. Right. Yeah, no doubt about it. Well, Johnny, I'll tell you what, man, we're going to let you settle into your room, get prepared for uh, the upcoming week of action with the Advanced Auto Parts uh, World of Outlaw Sprint Cars. you got to give it to us. Billy wants it. Let's have it. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see. How, how can we spice this up for you guys? How about... Uh... 
Dirt World, you wanted the best. You got him for a breast, often imitated, never duplicated, the greatest show on dirt, the Advanced Auto Parts World of Outlaws. Nice, Johnny. You Appreciate are the man. Beautiful. <laughs> that. We're going to cut it down and leave it there, and we'll play it for a little bit. Yep. We oh. want to say thanks for taking the time out of your schedule with us tonight and to join us. We know you're busy. We know you're on the road all the time. You're one of the traveling guys. You're one of the best announcers in the world, and uh, we hope to see you at the World Finals. And if not, bud, good luck down the street here. Hey, thank you very much, and again, thanks for having me on the show. It was a pleasure. John, we'll see you at the PRI in December. We're not going to Charlotte, unfortunately, racing at Volusia, but we'll see you down here in December, my we, man. We may talk to you. I'm good. Jordan. All right, anytime. I'm, I'm certainly willing to do it again. Thanks, John. man. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Bye. John Gibson. The world of the advanced auto parts. World, world of outlaws for a car. He, he's unreal. Great he guy. Is, um, when he gets here for Dirt Car Nationals, he's one of the most working guys. And I know, you guys, I know you guys split the booth, and he has everything right oh, yeah. in front of him. Oh, yeah. He has him a laptop going all the time. Oh, yeah. This guy is one of the busiest guys in the tower. Definitely. And, and, and you know, the best thing about it is, is he's like, um, there's only a few announcers. I know you get to, we get to work with the best of them when they get here during Dirt Car Nationals. But yep. you can see he really cares about what he's doing. Definitely. He, he gives it 110%, there is no doubt. Right. He, each and every time those race cars take to the racetrack, information, sponsorship information, driver biographies, there's nobody better. He gave away the answer to the trivia question, and we still ain't got a winner. <laughs> well, he gave it away off the air, remember? No, he, no, he did on the air. He did. Well, you know what, then? I'm giving, we're giving two shirts to Frank and Chris in Sorrento. Frank and Chris, you guys okay with that? If you are, drop us an email. We, we're going to stay on here a couple more minutes. This is the beauty of Internet radio. Jack said we can pretty much stay on whenever we want. Billy, what are we airing next here on RealRacingUSA.com tonight? Uh, next Wednesday night, we're going to look forward to having the winner of the Batesville uh, topless race next Wednesday night. We we'll, should be able to have the winner of that race on here. Um, like I said, no race on Ocala Friday. We will be back at Volusia on Saturday. Late models, modified, street stocks, mini stocks, four-cylinders. Back to school night. Bring school supplies for needy children here in Volusia County, Florida. For a two dollar discount off your grandstand admission, so it costs you ten bucks to get it. For sure, no, I'm sorry, it costs you eight bucks to get it. We know that we won't have uh, the same guy win two, win both races Saturday night, so we may push for the Scriven World of Outlaw winner as well. We know we can get that that driver on with us next Wednesday for sure. But once again, we're going to do everything we can, like we've done this week, and get the Baseball Arkansas Topless 100 winner as well. Immediately following Dirt World tonight, I believe, that yes. we are going to air a, a special presentation of uh, Real Racing uh, Live. The interview from Sean Smith yep. and Dusty Cone. That's right. And, and uh, uh, Jack Smith said, you don't want to miss the Sean Smith interview. <clears throat> yeah, you got to hear this one, folks. It, it is definitely a good one. Then, of course, uh, I'm going to we'll, replay our show. Yeah, Monday, Monday night's night. trackside tonight, where we talked to Josh Peacock. Um, who else do we have on? Patrick Shelter. Patrick Shelter, that's right, ARCA driver. So, folks, for, for all of us here at RealRacingUSA.com, we certainly thank uh, Donnie Schatz for joining us tonight, uh, Darren Miller, and, of course, John Gibson. For Billy the Kid, I'm Joe Dirt. So, so long, long everyone. everyone.